Hey, this is Brandon Lucido, owner of the Lucido Real Estate Team. On our podcast, we talk about life events, real estate, and how to help and serve people. Catch our podcast every week for a new episode. You can find more information on us at thelucidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It was a little chilly today. Yeah. Just a little bit. And of course, I was expecting the office to be burning up like the last couple of times, so I didn't wear a jacket today. <laughs> yeah. It was a nice weekend. It was very nice. It was. It was. I was down in Austin for an overnight on Friday night. That was that was good to get down there. Not in the heart of Austin, but just north north of Austin. Nice. So I didn't have to deal with the traffic and everything, but man. Austin's getting big, big, and, you know, it's so, like where your grandma was, Cedar Park. I mean, yeah. that's that's almost, you know, yeah, almost in town now. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's wild. I haven't been been to Austin in years. Last time I was there for, was for a wedding, but. Mm. Oh, in the summer, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember yeah. that. We passed through there on our way back from our Hill Country trip uh, just to go get those um, cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Oh, speaking of cinnamon, cinnamon rolls. <clears throat> this is another corn dog deal. Oh, no, this is better. So, do you stop in West for kolaches? Uh, yeah, usually. So, when if I was. If we're th- that direction. When I was a lot younger, we would stop at the check stop. Yeah. Good place to go to the bathroom. You know, good kolaches. Just kind of a big general store <clears throat> that sold kolaches. Well, they built Slava checks across the highway. Yeah. Nice, nice bathrooms. Huge store. You can buy any college paraphernalia you want. Huh. You know, nice socks, you know, interesting socks, just different things that you can't just buy at a, you know, a sporting goods store or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we always got kolaches there, got something to eat, got something to drink before we got into Waco. I was listening to a podcast this weekend and person recommended Garrick's. Hmm. You ever heard of that? Mm-mm. Garrick's is a kolache place in a pizza pizza restaurant. A little hole in the wall? A little hole in the wall. So mm-hmm. it's a pizza restaurant and I'll be darned, there's a counter right here with all these kolaches. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh. That it, good. It, it's so good. So really? good. It's not that the other kolaches were bad because we stopped. We always got them. Mm-hmm. But once I had this goodness of Garrick's, I'll never stop at another place. I hear a lot of passion behind this. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Now, if we have to go to the bathroom, we're going over to Slavichek's. Yeah, I won't use the restroom, but no. I'll eat their food. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't want to catch that gun of herpesifilades, but the food's pretty good. Exactly. The food was good. I mean, it's like a bread store. You know, oh, wow. Day-old bread. Oh, wow. So That's they were cool. selling day-old kolaches for six for five bucks. So you know their stuff is fresh. Yeah. The other stuff I think is meant to last three to five days. All them preservatives. All them preservatives, and this doesn't have them. So wow. Go to Garrick's. G E R I K S. It's just two blocks off the highway, and it is so worth it. So that's my public announcement. Isn't that like a Danish? Yeah. Yeah. Some of them have fruit. The most popular one has cream cheese. Okay. Some of them, like I got a breakfast one that had uh, link sausage in it. Okay. 
Yeah. So, yeah, you can pretty much get anything at spinach. You can get anything at spinach. Wow. Anything. Um, eggs, bacon and egg, any combination you can think of. There's a kolache made that way. Interesting. We'll have to try it out if we ever yeah, head yeah. that way. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. If you're on 35, west is about 15 minutes north of Waco. And uh, Waco often has construction, so it's good to be eating on something while you sit in that traffic. So you're not hangry. So you're not hangry and, and mad. to go to the bathroom. <laughs> exactly. Sitting there doing the, the dance. Yeah. Exactly. Where's my exit? <laughs> exactly. Oh, no. I can't get out. But, no, that was that was a good weekend. Good And, yeah, life-changing. Really, I can't, I can't overemphasize it enough. I'm writing that in my notes. I know. <laughs> Never seen so much passion. I know. About kolaches. I know. Sorry. All well, right. But I'm putting a lot of merit in that because how often does he say life changing? Yeah. That's um, true. I don't know. <laughs> now you're going to start listening. Yeah. <laughs> probably every week. We should start doing that, I guess, listening. <laughs> yeah, it's probably every week. And then we'll get together, we'll listen to the podcast, take yeah. a shot for every time he says it. <laughs> this town I went to, it's life changing. Yeah. <laughs> This house I saw, it's life-changing. All right, real estate, how are we looking? Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. Brandon, the numbers are up, up, up. Yeah, they this are. is so exciting. So um, new listings are up 20%. There we go, there we go. 20% from about 2,500 last week when we talked to 3,000. Wow. Now as far as price decreases, also up. So people are making adjustments when their house doesn't sell. It's up 5%. So from about 2450 to 2550 Okay. And this is pretty exciting. This is a big number. So closed and pending up 14% from 3600 to 4200 Wow. These houses are getting sold. That's just awesome. Yeah, it's really big. Um you know, working with a couple of clients right now, and um, some things have changed because of interest rates. Interest rates went up Friday and Monday. Yeah. Yep. And um, what are you seeing in the interest rates, Bobby? The uh, the average is sitting at seven point one one percent. Yeah, seven one one. We were below seven last week, right? Yeah, we were. And again, you know, I, I said it last week, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Looks like interest rates aren't going to decrease. Mm-hmm. The next time the Fed meets, not until summer, and we're seeing more and more news come out now about that's that's going to hold up. Yeah, that interest rates are going to stay where they are and probably not decrease until about May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I speaking of interest rates, found an interesting article. Mm-hmm. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, um, had a catchy <laughs> God tagline. And I figured we'd read it. Uh The title is, How a North Texas Family Just Closed on a Home with a 3% Interest Rate. 3%? 3%. So I said, that's worth a look. Is that variable? So it opens up by saying, A recent social media post from a North Texas real estate agent got the attention of our NBC5 response team. A new home buyer closed on a house just before the new year okay well there's part of that kicker Uh but still rates were high Uh it says financing it with an interest rate of three percent goes on to say the average 30-year fixed rates are somewhere around seven percent if 
Bobby said, since Monday. How did he do it? So it breaks it down and says, first time homebuyer search. When the client set out to buy their first house, they were looking for more space for their family. Quote, bigger kitchen, bigger lot, end quote. They settled on a house in Sanger, Texas, with a big yard for the kids and financed it with an interest rate of 3.125%. Golly. Anyone I've told, close work friends that work next to me and stuff like that, they think I'm lying. Yeah. He said, he told them the way I did it was by an assumable loan. So what is an assumable mortgage? In basic terms, an assumable mortgage means a qualified buyer finances through the seller's lender and takes over the terms, including the interest rate, payment, schedule, and loan balance. (laughs) Some may think of an assumable loan as relic as back to the 1980s and periods of double-digit interest rates. The real estate agent said houses with potentially assumable mortgages get a lot of interest in the current market. It was a huge selling point. That's the reason they chose the home. Interesting there. They chose the home because of the rate. It's a big factor. Uh-huh. It says, as with any major financial decision, they go on to explain, there is a list of trade-offs to consider. The buyer would expect to make a bigger down payment. So there's part of the caveat. For example, if someone's buying a three hundred, I mean, sorry, a house for four hundred thousand, and taking over the seller's assumable mortgage with a three hundred thousand dollar balance, the buyer would need to cover the hundred thousand dollar difference. Oh wow! And said it may be doable for some buyers who are coming out of a home with a lot of equity. Another important distinction: conventional mortgages are not assumable, other than in other in specific circumstances like a spouse assuming one in, you know, in a divorce. Only certain government-backed VA, FHA, or USDA loans can be transferred to a new qualified buyer. Uh-huh. A non-veteran can assume a VA loan, but the seller should consider their VA entitlement. It would be tied up as long as the buyer keeps the old loan. With FHA loans, real estate agent and brokers... Um, point out that buyers typically have to pay a mortgage insurance known as PMI. Obviously, you want to weigh each scenario, but it can obviously make sense to do the assumption. Buyers would have to meet the meet certain criteria to qualify, factor in other fees, and the time it may take to close on the house. They said it took the couple a little over 60 days to close on their house. Finding these types of homes. It says that agents on their websites are now adding the word assumable as a keyword in their advanced search box. Uh-huh. And that certain listings that mentions assumable mortgage rates with anything from 2.625 all the way up to 5.9%. They said this information isn't always available in the marketing, but it helps to know when they're out there says, please read the fine print when you're looking at these types of properties to purchase, etc. So interesting. It is, right? And why would a seller 
want to have this kind of arrangement. Because when you sell a house, you get a pot full of money on closing day, right? Mm-hmm. Does that day ever come for the seller? Well, they're assuming the mortgage, right? So something's gone wrong with the seller. They need someone to, quote, take over the payments, like you said. But what that, go, what that still says is, is that, and this is what I'm trying to grasp my head around, mm-hmm. If they if they buy a house for four hundred, mm-hmm. the debt service is three hundred, mm-hmm. and the seller's current rate was three point you know whatever, mm-hmm. and there's a hundred thousand dollars in equity, mm-hmm. so they put that hundred grand down, yeah, to assume over the mortgage. But what does the seller get out of that? Exactly the hundred grand. That's all I'm. That's all I'm seeing, is they get the hundred grand, but. They're not. They don't have that liability anymore of the mortgage, unless the the bank does like a ref, like a refi out into. Mm-hmm. Could be, but assumable to me means same terms, same payments. It's just a different borrower. Yeah, it sounds. It sounds like you're just basically. Yeah, like you said, just just changing the name on the loan, but the seller would still get that same cash. I mean, whether he's whether the seller is the one paying it off or or just simply transferring over it, isn't the seller still the one getting the cash on it? In theory, I would assume so. So, where's so. the cash coming from? The bank? The, the no, buyer. the buyer. The buyer has to have the cash down payment to cover that amount over the assumed loan for the value of the house. But why? Because that's what the the so if the seller. Sold their home for four hundred thousand, and the loan balance was three hundred. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's a hundred thousand dollar profit going to the seller, mm-hmm. and the bank doesn't have anything different other than the same rate, same loan being paid, and the debt gets transferred into the buyer's name. Right. So you've sold your house for a hundred grand instead of four hundred grand. Well, no, well, you still sold it for four hundred, but your net was a hundred at closing yeah. because you still had a three thousand dollar yeah you still owed it. Okay. Debt on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So it's no different than selling it normally normally, yeah. but You're the right. only kicker is is that the bank is allowing you and the seller mm-hmm. to take over the existing terms. Yeah, to switch chairs basically. Yeah. yeah. I'm just wondering if the the I would assume the bank has a fee associated with that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure there is a fee. <laughs> I did a little bit of looking on it. Um, and surprisingly enough, uh, after you sent me that article, I, I just simply looked up assumable mortgages, and there were all sorts of new um, articles regarding it, I'm sure spurred from that article that you sent us. Hmm. Um, yeah. Or at least, you know, spurred from that social media post. Because mm-hmm. uh, there were at least three articles from just the last seven days. Hmm. Um, that I pulled up and and um, it was found out some really interesting information. For example, like USDA loans. Um, apparently, if you assume if if a buyer assumes that loan, then the seller might still possibly be on the hook if the buyer doesn't make the payments. Mm-hmm. But it seems like on VA and FHA and stuff, that's likely you know it's on the buyer. But yeah, there's was, a release. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's play this out for a sec. Let's yeah. run some scenarios off this. Yeah. Uh, so if I'm a seller, right, mm-hmm. 
This is the creative side I'm thinking of. And I know, all right, rates are high. Margins are tight for people. And I know I've got a killer rate right now. Mm-hmm. Well, and if I can advertise my house being sold with an assumable mortgage, now obviously, personally, I would want to release the liability and not yes. have the bank be able to come back to me if the, yes. the new buyer defaults. Yeah. But if I could secure that, release the liability, I would be selling my house for 20% more. Mm-hmm. 100% yep. because I know, hey, well, your house isn't worth, you know, a million three, it's worth a million bucks. Yeah, but you're going to get a 2.375 interest rate right. on a 30-year fix. You're going to save money over the term. Run the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong, but I feel like that'd be a a, a fine line to dance on because, you know, people, people might look at the price and not even click on the, the house itself. Right. Oh, so, yeah, that's that's way over. But I would try my best to highlight that notion of mm-hmm. the assumable mortgage mm-hmm. for, for advertising purposes. Mm-hmm. But that's what I would do. I mean, you can make a killing. Yeah. And I would run the, thre- the, the break even point on, okay, if someone paid me X for my house for, for what it's worth, right? How much is that payment? And then I would go and list my house with my current rate higher than what it's worth, but I'd make sure that the payment would be, I don't know, 200 bucks cheaper than mm-hmm. if they paid the actual market value. Mm-hmm. So still I could offset that and say, I know you're paying more for the house, but your payment's still 200 bucks cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously because the buyer has to have that equity portion, that difference in what's been paid in, mm-hmm. you know, that may reduce the number of potential buyers. Yeah. You know, not everybody's got $100,000 in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cutting out a, especially in today's world, a whole lot of buyers. Yeah. I wonder if it's limited, if the bank limits the Oh, I person. see what you're saying. I guess the, the equity portion that the seller would yeah. get mm-hmm. is paid directly from the yeah. buyer. Right. Yeah. Uh, would the bank allow an investor to do this? Because I, I would think investors would do this all day long. Yeah, that would be the. I feel like that would be the main. Just crop of people put the cash in it. Yeah, and then make the spread on yeah. a low loan, and yep. then maybe flip it for the difference of the yeah. current mortgage exactly. and where you're at. Exactly. Yeah. That'd be pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Be let's, a way to do it. For let's sure. do it, guys. Yeah, <laughs> Brandon, you come up with the money. Ah, there I'll, it fix is. It. I'll fix it up. Just, just a minor detail. <laughs> I'll, I'll fix up the place. Yeah. I'll, sh- I'll show it to <laughs> No. Yeah. Um, no, that's an interesting tactic. Uh, it I is. always appreciate the creativity uh, from sellers or buyers on how to navigate through these different times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on, the, on the, the coming up with the cash part, you'd have to think that if someone's got a property that they own that they bought long ago enough to have that super low interest rate, then between that time frame and now has been a little over a year, year and a half or so now. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. A little little bit longer, but yeah, the, the historical low rates 
I say historical. Yeah. We're in 2020. Okay, yeah. Right? So, mm-hmm. so Yeah, 2020 is when they were... That's four years of equity, you know, between two and four years to try to make it, you know, a bit a bit more uh, affordable for folks nowadays. And the how, growth. How much has, you know, how, how many dollars, thousands of dollars have home prices gone up True. just in two to four years? True. There's, there's some home prices that have gone up over 40%. So that's sure. a ton of equity to make up for just to get that lower rate. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, just since we bought our house, like $50,000. Yeah, it's amazing. So, Have you all ever seen seller financing? I have. Yeah. I wonder how that's different. The seller financing that I've encountered, the interest rate is just ridiculous. I mean, it's double digits. Well, then what's the point? The seller wants to, to hold the note... And reduces risk somehow by, you know, doing some underwriting, doing some analysis on you. But they want to hold the note and collect a payment, let's say at 12%. And they'll collect a $2,000 payment, yet their mortgage is only $1,200. So they're making $800 in profit every month. See, I thought the... But you don't have to qualify through a bank. I mean, you're qualifying through a person. That's a huge risk. That's a huge. It's a risk on both sides. Absolutely. Yeah. I would think that you it'd be the other way. I know it'd be less than the current market rate because my argument would be, well, if they can go get a mortgage, why do they need seller financing? Mm-hmm. True, but the ones that can't get a mortgage are well, then they're higher risk in general. Yes. Yes. And, oh, and, that's, and the seller is, is recognized that I've encountered that several times and that's mainly in smaller towns yeah, like up near Sherman and, and yeah. north of Anna. When I was looking with a particular client, we saw a lot of seller financing and I, every time I investigated 11% interest. No, we're not going to do that. Yeah. That's crazy. I would be polished up on my squatting laws. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good point. Yeah, it's tricky. But uh, yeah, assumable. You know, back when I was a kid, I can remember just take over the notes. You know, people would sell their cars. Just take take over the note because you didn't didn't want the car anymore. Didn't want the note anymore. I can't imagine that on a house today. Yeah, where are you going to go live? What happened that you're just going to let somebody take over the payments on your house? Well, I think at that point you still have the ability to get a new loan. Uh, like one of the things that uh, that Brandon kind of uh, tied in on VA loans, um, it's it's more beneficial for if someone's going to be taking over a VA loan. For it's more beneficial for the seller if the buyer would also qualify for a VA loan, VA loan so that um, it's it's possible that the VA buyer can transfer his entitlement over to that loan mm-hmm. so that the VA seller can still then qualify for a 0% down mm. on his next purchase. Good point. Um, and obviously FHA is going to be a little bit different than that, but yeah. um, it's just, uh, it, it, it seems like it's for the seller outside of the VA spectrum of things with the entitlement stuff, it's effectively the same type of deal it just obviously probably takes a little bit longer, like they were saying, mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. 60 days. Um, but it seemed like a similar outcome for the seller rather than, you know, it being a real negative thing. I think it's just a 
they're in the same boat that they would be if they'd just sold it normally. I wonder what the tax implications are. Because what if yeah. a an older generation, what if your grandmother did this for you, for a grand grandson? Mm-hmm. Hey, just take over the notes and the house is yours. Whereas if you go through probate or if you go through a will, there's going to be potentially some capital gains taxes to be paid. Is there anything that's going to be paid? Because if you take over that note, can you write off, like, is the asset? Are you being taxed on the value of that asset? I would think so because the the technical, what it sounded like was the technical purchase price of the house was still the the actual value of the home. Okay. You're just, it's just basically saying, hey, I've just put down a hundred grand instead of putting 20% down. And then do the sellers have to assume that total price, you know, total value of the home as a profit, as a taxable gain? I would assume so, yeah. But they I haven't mean, paid it off. They're, they're, I mean, maybe the gain, I guess they the get tax some, is just on the equity. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess they might get a letter showing from the bank that mm-hmm. even though it hasn't been paid off, the, the debt service has been transferred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that shows there is no, you know, that's why I said, the, you know, a liability release. But yeah, there would have to be some documentation that shows that the current yeah. owner is no longer attached to that mortgage. Yeah. yeah. So we've scratched the surface. There's a lot more to it than oh yeah than what we've discovered but well, it's interesting like and there there are definitely some pros and cons on it in my very quick research on this there were more cons that were just obviously available <laughs> uh-huh. just in the you know you got to bring a whole ton of cash uh-huh. if someone's got a bunch of equity on it uh the usda thing saying hey the seller might still be liable if the buyer gets it and then just like you said, squats and says, "Yeah, I'm not paying anything on this. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, I'm not liable for it." Um, you know, or the whole VA deal. Like, well, I sold the house, but now I can't pay zero down. Uh-huh. Kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, interesting. I think as the rates continue to stay somewhat north, mm-hmm. right? There's going to be more creativity that's going to surface in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Or I, I wouldn't that. be surprised if there's new loan programs that come out. Mm. Yeah. From, from the banks to try to offset some of this. Good point. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would not be surprised at all. I wonder if we're going to see some more arms out there. Yeah, I think so. You know, that's one thing I think of. Mm-hmm. It seems like we're seeing longer term. You know, the 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 variability part of the arm. Because I can remember, you know, early finance days and just seeing three three year adjustable rates or. Five year. I remember when they moved to five year. Now I'm starting to see ten year adjustable. Ten year is a little yeah. bit of a hedge to me. It is. It's a lot of cycles. Mm-hmm. I mean, three to five year ain't a bad deal. No, you know, no. But I'm starting to see longer, and I'm like, wow, that maybe you know, maybe that is a consideration. Yeah, yeah. As long as they don't go north, exactly. Yeah, and then you're in a real big pickle. Exactly. So. Wow. Well, I would say this was life-changing. What a discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the amount of times he said it this this single podcast, just trying to say it, we would be uh, getting close to 
Yeah. Uh, non you know, non not able to drive home. <laughs> yeah. Make sure our phones are turned off on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that does it for us. And I look forward to seeing everyone next week. See ya. See ya. I hope you enjoyed the discussion today. Click on the subscribe link to catch our next episode. If you or anyone you know has any real estate needs, you can find more information on us at thelacidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in.